Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And troops, I appreciate you showing up for muster. I hope all was cool and copacetic on your end. Uh, I think you have to uh, forgive me. I think I'm a little cross today. I uh, was driving till uh, the early hours of this morning and slept a couple hours and got up and went after the day. And uh, I may be a little grumpy, uh, which is, I, I think I'm, I'm a little grumpy most days naturally. I mean, I've reached that get off my lawn kind of stage of life. I really am, am there, right? I, I don't know why you're walking on my grass, but I don't think you're supposed to. Um, and this is one of those rare moments when I wish I had a, a pit bull instead of a standard poodle. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like that. Um, and then you throw on top of that the aggravation, whatever, that comes along from uh, um, not sleeping last night. And also it came on a, an emotional thing. And forgive me for continuing to talk about this uh, uh, Medal of Honor presentation yesterday. I'll change the subject here. We've got other stuff to get to, no doubt about it, shortly. Um, but uh, it, it was, for me, a very emotional thing. And there, there a whole bunch of different emotions. Um, awe, joy, but, um, but also sorrow. I, I don't understand by personal experience, but I absolutely can comprehend and do definitely observe that, you know, you can go off and you can do these deeds that Uncle Sam requires you to do, and you can come back a little bit the worse for wear, and not just physically, though there was that. As I sat a couple of rows behind the eight Medal of Honor recipients who were there, um, at a certain point, uh, they asked uh, 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 some members of the audience to stand uh, uh, and be recognized. And uh, this one uh, Medal of Honor uh, gentleman turned around to look at the person, the people we were applauding. And as he clapped his hands, the left hand was of flesh and blood, and the right hand was of metal and plastic. Um as I looked over at the group of service members who had been in Iraq with yesterday's honoree, uh, his battle buddies, they were called, the men of uh, his uh, uh, squad and platoon. Uh, they were mostly uh, gentlemen in their late 30s who still had the robustness of, I like uh, going to the gym and uh, drinking beer. Um, and there was uh, one man... Uh, whose body was uh, thin and it seemed frail. And he had two crutches with him. Um, maybe not exactly crutches, braces would be a better word, I think. Um, and uh, I had seen him arrive the day prior um, at the motel, hotel, and, and his pickup truck has a purple heart plate on the back. I know how it is he came to have those braces. And as I sat there yesterday in the, the East Room of the White House, I love history. The history was just washing over us. And again, d d immediately uh, above uh, the row where the Medal of Honor uh, recipients of years past uh, were sitting was that giant heroic portrait of Abraham Lincoln. Um, check that of George Washington. The one again, as I've said too many times, was uh, carried out of the White House by Dolly Madison. Sitting uh, next to me, on the left, there was a, a young guy who was a, a lawyer for the White House out of the legal office who 
hearing that that he might be able to squeeze in had come just to see and experience and witness some history. And I was on the left. On the right, there were these two women, uh, both very pretty and, I mean, uh, clearly a mother and daughter. I mean, it was like you are like you're like carbon copies. Look at my gracious. And I when I first met them, teased them uh, about that. Uh, as I'm sure people have ever since the daughter was a little girl. Um, but they were there because um, the uh, husband of the one and the father of the other had been killed in the combat uh, in the days surrounding this event being commemorated. And though they were of good spirits and good cheer, and you could see at first in yourself and then in others that when it registered in people's minds who they were and why they were there, there was this impulse to express sorrow or condolences. I'm so sorry. Um, and you could see that both these women, young and old, had a natural spirit to like uh, lift up those people, to uh, to to, uh, to to encourage them to uh, a positive view. Uh, they who we thought we were comforting were in fact comforting us. But it was just, a, you know, it was an interesting mix of, of emotions. And it's a poignant thing. My military experience was very limited and very different. During my days, there were no wars. Uh, it, it, President Reagan kept a, a pretty good lid on things. Uh, for my four years of active federal service, there was uh, not a single uh, engagement of American troops in combat. I, I can't even join the American Legion. One of the reason reasons that my basic training uh, combat boots are still around is that, you know, I wore them at basic training. And then I wore them two or three times a month after that. And most of the time when I got up and went to work in the Army, I was wearing patent leather shoes, right? And a tie. Did I, no, I was, I was in the 7 to 3.30 Army, right? We worked in an office. Occasionally I went out to cover stories that required something other than patent leather shoes, but not that often, Right. I climbed, I, 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 I climbed uh, obstacles and crawled through the mud, but really not with any frequency. Um, and, and my entire military career was spent in the central time zone. I kept Indiana safe. Um, I had to take a typing test to get into the Army. But these men uh, around me, they, they were playing on a different deck of cards. And they were, they were combat arms. They were warriors. And they and their loved ones um, forever shaped by that reality. And uh, I stood there in awe um, and, and in sadness. So that's all I have to say about it, uh, except that the White House is a good place. And that Donald Trump yesterday, whether you like him or not, whatever you think about him, he did his duty. Uh, appropriately and honorably. And the uh, event was, there were many players and some parts were unspoken. And it was only, if we're honest about it, ultimately peripherally about the man being honored, though his was the name 
that was said, and his was the service that was recounted. But as every Medal of Honor uh, recipient seems to say, I don't wear this for myself, I wear it for the others, the ones uh, with whom I serve, the ones who didn't come back, those who are in uniform today. I, uh, uh, night before last, was speaking to a gentleman with a, uh, uh, a Medal of Honor out of Vietnam, and he said that he th- wears his for all people who want a better uh, way of living. He thinks of police and fire and mothers who lovingly rear, rear their children. That's who he wears his medal for. And, and that was real and true. You could feel that uh, in that room. It was less about honoring one man and more about embracing one set of values. Um, and not political values, no values you need to have your nose out of joint on, right? Uh, values that all decent people should share. And all people who listen to their hearts, in fact, do uh, share. So it was a, uh, a sweet thing. And, I, and you know, it wasn't about me, but um, I could not help but think, um, you know, I, I am from very, you know, very negative circumstance in the southern tier of New York, one of the most impoverished places in America. And, uh, you know, I have had occasion, uh, opportunity in my life to attend a State of the Union address uh, in person and now to have uh, gone to the presentation of a Medal of Honor uh, in the East Room of the White House. Um, And to think that I would ever have an opportunity for a blessing like that, um, it humbles you. Tremendously, and again, I was just some jamoke sitting there, uh, witnessing and taking it in. So anyway, I'll leave that alone. I, I uh, and about Trump, he did his duty. Um, when he walked in the room, you felt something different—a a, a difference that has to do with his office. And whatever you think about him, like him or dislike him, whether you think he's good or bad, in that event, he honorably discharged the office, uh, his duties as off, uh, discharged the duties of his office as President of the United States. And um, again, a great thing happened. It's uh, the Medal of Honor is presented by the president on behalf of the Congress. And the Congress, of course, acts on behalf of the people of the United States. So yesterday, the president secured the medal around his neck. But you gave it to him. You gave it to him. In gratitude and respect for all that he and those like him have done for you and me and all of us. 421-9797-315 is the area code. Any topic on your mind, I'd love to hear from you. If you saw uh, this uh, Medal of Honor ceremony, you have a reaction to it, saw it reported on the evening news, were able to uh, catch a glimpse of my movie star good looks in the background anywhere, it'd be great to hear from you. 421-9797. Time for traffic and weather on 570 WSYR. Welcome back, my friend. Welcome back. Um, there tonight will be the first of uh, uh, two debates this week among Democrat presidential candidates. Um, the people at NBC are not doing this uh, to help some democratic process, lowercase d. They are doing it to 
um, build audience. Now, I don't know very many people who would want to watch this uh, as a percentage of the population, but there'll be some. And it will, you know, like maybe if you're you're a political nerd, like maybe you and I are, maybe we'll watch it. If you're a Democrat and you really have no idea and you think, well, what the heck, I might as well catch on and start making my decision, that'll draw some audience. But we are so far uh, away from anything of any relevance. We're six months before the the first uh, of the caucuses. But uh, here it goes. Uh, it, it, to sort of uh, groom for this, uh, Bernie Sanders, of course, did his will pay for your college thing, uh, will to, uh, cover your uh, college debt. What he did was he sort of picked a topic. He Because of the, the naturally, the moderators, however they work it, will say uh, uh, to the candidates, well, Senator Sanders has just advocated blah, blah, blah. What would you do about blah, blah, blah? And, uh, and so uh, uh, there you go. I, I don't want to be disrespectful. I think that uh, easily 80% of these candidates uh, on the Democrat side have no chance of going anywhere. And this is about stroking their vanity or them trying to get free publicity for themselves. Uh, Democrats have a choice. Like, you know, Republicans, I guess we have Trump, but you guys have to pick a candidate. Um, and I'm not exactly sure this circus approach is the way to do it. When it trims down to the real people, then you can start paying attention and, and making your pick. News with Dave Smith. Uh, then it's free-for-all time already. That's coming up on 570 WSYR. Thanks, sir. Joining us for the purpose of engaging in witty conversation and a little bit of repartee uh, is Mr. Zach George. Sir, welcome. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Often we'll begin uh, with you submitting a topic for our consideration. Yes. Um, Have you guys ever heard of Rob Schneider? Yes. Yes. So he was in Bethel Woods on Sunday. He had a little uh, show down there. And I guess what he did is he threw his jacket in the crowd Uh and... He realized after he did that and after the show that he needed his jacket back. Yes. And he had a treasure gift from one of his children, one of the pockets. So he took to Facebook, invited the kid backstage uh, to make a trade, and he um, gave him a... Uh, an autographed Promise picture of him and Adam Sandler. So. And what, what was the, uh, the treasured uh, token from the child in the pocket? It was from one of his children, and well, they just say it? they just you say know? they just say a treasured gift. I, I know what it was. Some oh, it was Indian. Go ahead, Indian. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. You know. No, no, it's some sort of an Indian thing. Indian pouch. Pouch. Yeah. Pouch. Here's the thing: when Californians I, I, carry small things in their pockets in pouches. <laughs> You Those know, are kangaroos, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe it's a treasured gift, and maybe the deputy's dog should sniff the coat. I'm just saying. I have no way of knowing. You don't think so, do you? No. No. You know, here, Dad, I've made you a small leather Indian pouch. Well, do that's you, that's I nice. Do you, Pop? You really think that's why you won the jacket? Back? Oh, I don't know. Oh, but right. but but here's the, I, I thought it was interesting that, like, <laughs> as opposed to, hey, I, I need my jacket back for just a half moment or something I need to get from it, he right up front, it's like a... I'll give you tickets and free passes to my next movie and it's like I would have just you know I don't know if I would have offered anything right out of the box yeah that's why I, I, that, I, I gotta be honest with you I thought that was a little weird I, I don't know why he wouldn't have just said hey you know I'd, I'd like to have that jacket back but you know 
He could have got a better deal out of it. Why does he's not a rock star? What's Rob Schneider throwing a jacket out into the audience for anyway? Is it a part of his act? I don't know. I don't watch him at all. So I've seen very few movies that he's in. Also, I mean, yeah. Here's here's the thing though. There is a happy ending. Wait, whoa, wait, wait, whoa! I hate to give it away. Wait, hey, wait a minute. That's always (laughs) Dave. Dave, I'm sorry. The juvenile inappropriate lines that offend Zach's mother—that's my part in this. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, oh, you're the wise just, uncle, okay? So, so. I'm I'm the misbehaving so, adolescent. Wait a minute. Let me let me put on my poncho. What is the happy ending, Bob? The, that's right. The um <laughs> the mother of the boy, for whatever reasons, follows Rob Schneider or whatever like that on uh, Facebook, and she says, "We'll gladly return it." Oh, good. Oh. Isn't that so nice? Oh, it's really nice. You oh. know, I got confused, and now that you, we've talked about it, I thought when he, I thought Indian pouch was a way of saying like a, a hidden pocket, and there was something in that pocket or in that pouch that he needed. I don't know why I thought that. So Indian pouch. Yeah. Indian. Okay. I thought it was like a slick way of saying like a, a pouch that you. I don't know. I think it's like a little. What do they call it? A um, a medicine bag. Medicine bag. Uh, like what you know in mm. Western Indians, there yes. they would. And it'll have who knows what soil from where they're from or yeah. I don't know, something special or sacred to them, you know. Or if it's carried by Californians, usually it's drugs. Just a, yeah. a, a oh, thought. Okay. Maybe we could uh, maybe we could get a hold of the people in Miami. Maybe we could ask Elizabeth Warren tonight what the actual definition of Oh, my gosh. Bringing up again her claim Native American heritage. Sorry. You don't Sorry. listen to the Rush Limbaugh program sometimes, do you? No, I don't listen <laughs> to it at all. I think Rush has I'm working. Those, I got some of those to do. Questions. I can't be listening to radio all day long. I got a job. They, they don't play it for free in the background. Hey, by the way, because we work <laughs> at a radio station, free? we what? get our radio for free. Yeah. Right. So well, there are people out there <laughs> who driving around in your cars and having to pay for your radio. The, the, here's another thing too. Like if you have a coat, like I have coats I've had for many, many long years. I've if got you some don't, coats I would throw away. Yeah, yeah. I just say if you if you don't throw them at people, they last. You know, you can keep them. Don't have to buy a new one. See, but I don't understand. I don't understand why we'd throw his coat out of the crowd. I I don't I don't, I don't know. It's cool to do. He's Is super really? cool now. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like if you get, unless you get clobbered in the head with a coat. Yeah. yeah. Also, here's the thing, you, Zach. You're a good-hearted um, uh, young man. In this story, it shows a picture of Rob Schneider, whatever his name is, uh, and his Facebook photo, Uh right? Where he has a rather unconvincing monotonal dye job on the hair, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I remember when you were not this old, nowhere near that old. Yeah, you're looking at the Facebook one or the Twitter one? I don't know. Uh-huh. Which was which was it? Okay, well, we, I, I mean, whichever's was, with the story, right? Well, yeah, that that was the one that I saw well, was the Twitter one, and okay, he has a pretty crazy mustache in it. I must add. Well, who knows? It's on Twitter, so they might have changed that. Yeah, you think? Why you think fake, it's edited? Could be fake no, face, fake face, yeah. oh. fake face. Is that fake view, deep view? Fake, what is deep, it? Deep fake. Oh, deep, deep fake. fake. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Deep, deep fake. fake. Yeah. A deep. Yeah. A yeah deep please, fake. please don't say deep face around Dave because he'll make another inappropriate joke. Okay. Well, let's say a word. You're trying to. We're trying to class up the place. I'm just trying to find the picture. So go ahead. It, we'll, we'll probably. Here's the thing. I I actually know a guy who writes for him. Um, Call him a, up. A, a wonderful comedian. Yeah, I say. What Call was him in the up. bag? Let's get him on the phone. <laughs> what was in the bag? You know, what was in the bag, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Uh, oh, I could. Oh, I could not divulge that. I have signed a. Uh, that's right. A contract, and I can't say anything <laughs> about anything to anybody. Well, well you say, I, Zach. 
Here's the thing. None of the three of us will say uh, will watch this uh, debate tonight. But Dave, there's a oh, fair I, chance I, tomorrow you might have to do stories about it. I'm going to do stories about it. I, I might watch a little bit. Of, I had mm-hmm. I, I had to start the discussion with my wife last night. I go, um, I know you don't really like debates <laughs> normally, but eh, are you interested? No. So I'm like, okay. So we he, probably he, he, she. I'll probably watch it. She'll probably go to bed and. Uh-huh. I may stay well, and watch some of that's it. That's great just, for a marriage. You know, when when you're newly married and you you chase her into the bedroom, it's been a while. Say, honey, I'm gonna actually stay up and watch the Democrats debate exactly. a year and a half before the election. If exactly. that's okay, and Zach, don't pay any attention to Bob. That's exactly how life goes. <laughs> that's right. When you start off, it's all like, hey, I'll turn the TV off at eight o'clock, and you know, make it whoopee, make it. You know yeah. what they used to now say? It's when, like, honey, what do you want to watch? I don't care. I'm going to bed. I go, okay, I'm turning on Sci-Fi Channel yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I uh, here's on Sci-Fi. Remember when they changed? It used to be spelled S C I F I. Yeah, but now that was too too much apparently for the yeah, audience. So it was now S Y F Y. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, because the other I might watch it. You're not going to watch any of it, Bob? No, no. It depends on my family. Because here's the thing. Like you, I actually find debates pretty interesting, especially if you know there if there's some smart people involved. I like I like watching them. It's interesting. But, um, you, but you have to understand, I grew up in a family where we, we watched the Watergate um, testimony, the whole thing, the whole investigation. Remember that when it was on TV? Yeah, absolutely. It was like, the, that was like, that was like primetime TV. I'm laying, first, I'm laying, I'm laying, I can remember laying on the floor with my chin on my, my uh, hands and looking at the TV and listening to Dean and all of them talk. And I'm like, now I look back at it, I'm thinking, man. What a horrible childhood I must have had. No, it was just one of the, the first grown-up book I bought with my own money was a transcript of the uh, Nixon tapes. Okay, I didn't go that far. but uh, and, and I read almost all of them. I was horrified really? oh, that wow. a president of the United States would swear. They had this little, they didn't put oh, this, well, the cuss yeah. words in. Do you remember what it was? It was it would be parentheses, yeah. and it would say expletive deleted. Expletive deleted, yeah. And it just was, I, yeah. I was so naive, I could not yeah. conceive of a of a present swing, you know. Getting back though to uh, you were uh, mentioning romance earlier. Dave always brings uh, it up. Uh, you, you were <laughs> when I grew up. I kid you not. In the folklore of my particular trailer park uh, and my particular you know uh, white trash family, yeah. there was this saying they'd say, and and a different older relatives would come out of the woodwork to repeat this as some sort of you know truism on a regular basis. Uh-huh. They would say, if you put a jar at the head of the bed. Um, and when you get married and you put a bean in there every time you make love, uh, in the first year of your marriage, you put a bean in there every time you make love. And then after that, all the rest of your marriage, you take a bean out of there every time you make love. You will never empty that jar. That That's what my family said. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You, it, so just the first year compared to everything else? Well, no, it's like the first year you put a bean in oh, every yeah, time yeah, you make every love. Every time, yeah. And then after the first year you take a bean out oh, every time you make love. And you'll, you'll never, never run out of beans. Jar. Never run out of beans. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd argue with that, but that's okay. Is that where the that's term good. jarhead comes from? I <laughs> no, just if you make love, not if oh. it's the other. No, oh, I don't think he had a bean for that day. No, I'm sorry, I'm that would skew just the count. Him. Just ask. He said, "Who would use the word head in this context?" I think jarhead, of course, refers to what. It's army, right? A dummy. It, or is it's it Marines? A, is it Marines? It, it, it's a it's a Marine. It's a Marine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was it's Army. A, it's, I'm sorry. No, it's not. It, what's Army called? Is, what's what's is the it, what's the derogatory term for Army? Uh, we, we just like called soldiers. 
No, uh, a, a no. Grunt, wow, that, a, that's from you. No, a grunt is any infantryman. I um, all right. Uh, soldiers used to be called uh, uh, like a dog face. It, uh, the dog face okay. was the name for maybe a soldier, there was a ter- there was a negative term for. It's not negative. You know what I mean? It's just a well, joking a, around a thing. thing. Uh, another Fish? marine. I don't remember what it was for navy. There was something I remember. Uh, squid, squid. Or, That's squid. it. Squid for navy, and, yeah. and also swabby. Squid, so swabby, swabby is more squid, jarhead. And uh, another one for Marines uh, is Leatherneck. Leatherneck. That's yeah. what I was. See, that's why I thought Jarhead was Army. Uh, no, I, I, it, you it, were in it, the it, Army, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and I think Jarhead refers. Sure, Jarhead's to, not right. I'm 100. percent Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, I'm 100. percent And I'm awesome. and I'm and I'm sure about that bean thing too. Do they do they call them grunts because they're just always like Ugh, all the time or like what, what's the reason for the? I I maybe I don't know I but like a, a grunt is not just anybody it's a it's an infantryman it's somebody yeah, or it's somebody someone who you get down in the mud yeah, and the blood and the yeah, yeah. you know you're the one who's in there on the stuff. front yeah the one who does point and gets out yeah. there and, and deals with it yeah, so yeah. point I was uh, different from point guard it was uh, I might uh, my, may I say at this moment to um, to you and to Ian Wheatley, I thoroughly enjoyed yesterday's show. It was um, it was awesome to hear to hear about the whole presentation at the White House, um, uh, the medal, and uh, Ian did a good job. You did a great job as far as letting us get a little bit of an insight into the gentleman, not just the ceremony and yeah. everything, which was great, but it was it was pretty moving. I thought. Anyway. Yeah, so I, 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 and I'll be honest with you, I did not know I did not know of the gentleman. I, I feel bad about that, but I'm glad to, right. to yeah. know him now as as, yeah. as best I can at this point. Yeah. So, but yeah. thank you for that. I appreciate. Oh yeah, that. Zach, did you notice how like. He, he, like I go away, and for the first time ever, he gushes about the show. I mean, it's like, oh, Bob, I really, really uh, like I that replacement host. I thought yesterday's show gosh. when you weren't on the air was fantastic. You talk breath of fresh air. That yes, was tremendous. We opened up the window. My gosh, it's, it, it's like the sh- it's like the show had a Red Bull or something. I was like, va va boom, I'm saying. But the one part we missed was when we had our free for all, and instead Bob called yeah, it. Yeah, that did. part yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah you part. missed yeah. up. Yeah, our free for all, ironically. Yeah, kind of <laughs> no, that's all right. No, that was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's Dave Smith right there. And, of course, Zach George over here. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Time now for Traffic and Weather on 570 WSYR. Welcome back, friends. Uh, uh, welcome uh, back. One of the people in attendance at that uh, a Medal of Honor ceremony yesterday, and forgive me for belaboring it, was uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw. Now, you may well be uh, uh, familiar with him. If not by name, I think you'd recognize his face, and not to be inappropriate, but he is uh, that relatively new member of Congress who lost an eye, his right eye, uh, off fighting the war on terror, a member of your United States military. And he wears that eye patch uh, now. Uh, the guy on Saturday Night Live uh, uh, made fun of him a little bit, whatever like that. And uh, Representative Crenshaw went on, and and they uh, had a little appearance on TV together. But he honestly seems to be sort of a bright light, um, and and has uh, hit the ground running, and is he's a somebody. He was at this ceremony yesterday, one of four members of Congress. One of them was uh, Congressman Tom Reed <clears throat> from uh, he's you know this general region. He's to the southwest of the Southern Tier, Tompkins County, Ithaca area as well but uh it was uh liz cheney that's the daughter 
uh, Dick Cheney's daughter, who's a member of Congress, the member of Congress from Wyoming. She was there. Um, also, uh, Congressman Chris Collins uh, was there. And uh, that, was, that was pretty swell. Um, who else? But, but about Crenshaw. Crenshaw uh, got up and walked over. There was a row of eight uh, folks who'd received the medal uh, previously. About half were from you know Vietnam and half were from the War on Terror. And uh, Crenshaw walked over there and I don't want to say it was like he was a rock star, but he was one of them. And they were fond of him and 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 excited to see him. And then <clears throat> um, uh, when he left them, he walked over and he, he went uh, near where the chief of staff of the Army was sitting and the uh, uh, command sergeant major, uh, sergeant major of the Army was sitting. And these two people, the highest ranking uh, officer and civilian uh, officer and enlisted in the in the Army, they jumped to their feet and they shook his hand and they were excited to see him. So the military, uh, uh, past and present, really likes this Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Maybe you and I should as well. News, then you on 570 WSYR.